Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Julie Chen Moombez? Is her future in jeopardy at CBS? Plus, it's Emmys weekend predictions and previews and how are SNL's hosts going to take on the telecast in the Me Too era Fox News creepy porn gate and New York Times big blunder all this and more on Meet the Hollywood Press for September 16th 2018 I'm Alina Vision and now your host of Meet the Hollywood Press Joseph Kapsch Happy Sunday, everybody. I am Joseph Caps Chen Moonves. Thank you for tuning <laughs> no, in. You <laughs> and the sound of that in the distance is like my career credibility crashing over a cliff, <laughs> Thelma and Louise style. Um, anyway. She's in the trunk. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> we will dive into that in a second after I welcome my lovely co-host, Alina Vision. Hi. Happy Sunday, everyone. I swear, when I watch you, Alina, do the open, I, you never cease to amaze me how you just... Na- I love this girl. She oh, just nails thank it. thank you. My dad also loves you, oh, so I should well, say... Oh, I love your dad. He, always, <laughs> he watches religiously. Hopefully Hi, he's dad. watching now. Hey, Dad. He watches us live, so he's awesome. like, you know, one of the five that watch us live right now. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> but um, he loves you. He thinks you're great, and I think you're great. So you. um, how's your weekend going? Going good. I love being here on Sunday. So what was that? Exactly. What was on your Instagram? You did a premiere or something on on? Yeah, I did uh, the Predator premiere uh, last Wednesday. So you can check out all of those interviews on BlackHollywoodLive.com. Perfect. Because the interesting thing, and let me invite, let me first introduce our guests to uh, viewers joining us at the Meet the Hollywood Press table straight from the East Coast this weekend. Samantha Goldberg. She is um, E Style Network host. Tell the audience some of the shows you're working on and what you got cooking right now. Well, the shows that I have been working on, Whose Wedding Is It Anyway, Married Away, Talk Soup. Yeah. Um, I'm currently working on an Oswald English production called Like. It's a millennial game show with, like, rappers and, like, sopranos. And it's it's all about... It's like, from the like, show? Like, former actors? Like, yes. Okay, got oh, it. Oh, it's okay. awesome. I'm okay. so excited. Okay. And I'm also working on my own talk show. Oh, so right agents, yes, it's called Get Real with Samantha Goldberg. Yes. I've had that before on the East Coast, so I had it with Comcast. Oh, right so on. So still working that, but uh, Who's Wedding and Married Wears still aired in 130 countries, so Got I'm it. working that. And then I'm a correspondent for CNN and ABC and Good Morning America, and I just... You're a busy gal. I'm a busy gal. And I'm a sassy gal, gal is your and Twitter a sassy profile. Gal. I know, <laughs> sassy Sam, I know. And you were I, pitched to me as a sassy gal. I know. <laughs> Please sassy put her on Samantha. because she's really sassy. Right <laughs> No, I was just um, really honest. We got an interesting email. So, like, on our social media now, which is obviously new, it's um, and it's slowly building. We're not that large on Twitter yet, but our Facebook has a really good following. And I got we got a really um, 
complimentary email. I just want to touch on this for one second, and we'll dive into the stories. But they were basically saying, like, oh, we love the show, and we love the thing, but, like, you and Alina should really talk a little more about, like, yourselves. And I'm like, do people... I'm like, I think we need to get a little bit bigger before we think (laughs) that people want to hear. So I'm sort of like, that's really flattering, but, like, most people coming to us, I would think, are coming for news. But that's why I was like, let me inject a little bit and make sure you know my dad loves you. But, yeah, it was really sweet. They were like... I guess they were relating it to, like, the way Howard and, like, Robin, they banter, like, so, this week, right. I went and saw this movie, or this and that, so we'll see as we go. The show will continue to evolve. Well, your hair exactly. today, you were saying how great you felt your hair looked. Oh, thanks for telling <laughs> and everybody. It does. <laughs> <It> looks fabulous. <laughs> okay, so that being said, whew, Julie Chen Moonves, is her CBS future in jeopardy? Okay. Just to back up, last week we spent a significant time talking about the Les Moonves, um, you know, Me Too fallout. And to just very quickly recap, because anyone tuning into our show probably is well in the know about this, but Les Moonves last Sunday, right before, pretty much as we were going on the air, um, was out, stepped down as CEO of CBS. There were still sort of um, questions was whether he was going to get this golden parachute, and then Time's Up came out um, very strongly. The industry started coming out. Okay, so cut to this week. Julie Chen puts out a statement that she's going to take, understandably, a couple days off um, to be with her family. Completely understandable. She was not um, on the talk, and obviously it had the industry buzzing, 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 buzzing. And the last that anyone had heard from her about her husband, Les Moonves' scandal, was the first time, the first Ronan Ronan Farrow article, where she stood by him uh, very... um, What's the word I'm looking for? Stand passionately, by your man. passionately, right. and just said that was going to be the one statement, and now for now, then forever, will stand by him. Okay, so now we get this really um, graphic second article with six more women, which bringing up to a total of twelve. What we should say is on the show last week, our panelists Etai Hod, Merle Ginsburg, Alina, and I pretty much laid out what was going to go. I was so proud of us after I watched our show. We laid out everything. Yeah. Everything the New York Times reported, everything about the board. Like, we laid it out like that. The board was initially behind him. They were standing by their guy. Then it was like, it wasn't until there was a turning point where they found out more information and that he was, like, lying and not and withholding information that Jeff Fager... Uh, the executive producer of 60 Minutes, we were like, he's out. And what we also predicted was that we didn't see an equation where Julie Chen would be staying. She's still there. She returned. She didn't. She stayed absent from the talk. As her talk oh. cast uh, co-host basically talked about it uncomfortably and really came out with their opinions, um, she then returned to Big Brother and signed off as Julie Chen moved and set the internet abuzz and all the industry buzzing. On fire. Samantha and Alina. What do we think about this? Honestly, she's trying to keep focus off her. I think the big issue is, you know, CBS is a pretty predominant station, and you know, does the talk want drama right now? And that, you know, her leaving was probably not her decision. It was probably theirs. No, well, she took a break from the talk. She did take a break. Yeah, she took a break. She took a break because of all the things that were happening in the media. But the bottom line is, you know, standing by your man. How do you really stand by your man? I mean, think about all the people that we've learned in the media today that are cheating on their husbands. Stand by their men or husbands that cheat on them, like Jello, Bill Cosby. Look what happened there. Okay? Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> I know that was a bad yeah. one. Um, but seriously, she is just in that denial stage right now. And it's like, 
my image. My image is so prominent. My image is so put together, and I am this very astute, and I'm going to stand behind our family because I know our marriage is going to work, and I know he wouldn't do this. And the bottom line is, I think the reality hasn't hit her yet. And I think it's going to hit her, and it's going to hit her hard. That will interfere with her position at the talk. Alina, what was your first reaction? Because I know, I mean, I think, yeah, go ahead. So my first reaction, especially when she said that Julie Chen Moonves, which she has never Never. said, ever, I feel was really just, like you said, a stand-by-your man. But it was also giving, like, a huge middle finger to the people who came out with, to the women who came out with these stories, and kind of, I felt, to the movement. Um, Look... You know, when you love someone and you're married to them, um, it's really hard to switch that off. Yes. So I'm sure she's going through it on her own. Yeah. But I think the way she came about it was completely wrong. Completely wrong. Yeah. And there denial. Was, well, there yeah. Was Total some, denial. Exactly. But there were some reports um, that also put the blame of it that, like, the producers had kind of told her to do it. And no one's going to tell right. Julie Tan what she's going to do. She did it's it. Her yeah. mouth it's her saying mouth. What she's, yeah. I thought just in the she flippant the sort of kind of way that it was done not not but yeah you're, you're like it was just shocking to me right um so also just she has to speak on this though like there is no to me there's no equation where she can return to the talk and continue to not address this okay i actually had and i sent this on twitter this weekend facebook i said i had every sympathy for her because i think when a woman is put in this position it's extremely difficult because nobody knows what she knew what she didn't know what's the inside right. of their marriage looks like what's the and i think she's damned if she does she's damned if so it's difficult as it is it doesn't help though there is 12 women here that came forward with stories they cannot just be discounted okay so there has to be some kind of statement of some sort and i hope that it comes sooner than later it should come from her also because what she's doing is disregarding that he's dipped his stick into 12 other women. <laughs> nope. <laughs> like, seriously? Like, if I, she's not going to be a born-again virgin if he comes back and says he didn't do it. He did it. Yeah. He did it, and she knows it, and she's going to live in this perfect persona right now because look at, look, how about Hillary? You know what? My, I'm going to stand by my husband. Hillary. Hillary Clinton. Oh, she's... I'm going to ha- stand by my husband. Look what that did. They probably sleep on opposite ends of the White House when they were in the White House together. They probably live in different houses now. That's a whole other conversation. Oh, yes, it is. <laughs> yes. But, think but about I should mention I'm there. a staunch Hillary Clinton supporter. Oh, goodness me. Yes. You don't want the sassy <laughs> Sam coming out on there. That's another episode. Exactly. That's, another, that's like another, another conversation. But seriously, but, she's just doing it because that's what her publicist is probably telling her. Stand by your man. Make your statement. Make it strong. But you know what? It's, it is disregarding for the other women. It's not just one woman. It's 12 women. And yeah. we don't even know if it's 12 women. It could be more. This is just right. the very beginning. This thing is going to blow up. Even more. Okay, so cutting to the next part of this story. Okay, so after the um, the 12 women, the, the other six came forward on Sunday, uh, Designing Women, one of the CBS's most successful shows um, on the network, Linda Bloodworth Thomason, who was the creator of that, did, did you, you both read the THR op-ed that she put out? If not, I'll give you a gist of it. So she, they published this week um, where she basically, it, just because it's, it doesn't, all not all um, harassment has to be sexual. Right. If, if it, her story is to be believed, 
that she basically spent like a 10-year relationship in at the network basically where Les Moonves had her on a holding deal just to basically psychologically screw her over and over and over. Because apparently from her mouth in the piece, um, by the way, which she starts out saying, this is not going to be the piece that you think it's going to be. This is going to be anger and me <laughs> dancing on his career grave and not just right. dancing, she said, doing the Macarena and cha-cha. <laughs> the whole thing was just like, oh my God. So like, it just must have been so cathartic. But right. she basically said that she th- that in her view, he didn't like the whole feminist um, bent that Designing Women had. And from mm-hmm. the get-go, he took over the network when it already was a hit. And he came to her, the first table read. And he, she could tell from day one, he stared her down and he she just knew she was in for it because she couldn't charm him with her southern charm and it turned into this like she was held like on a 50 million dollar deal and she said she would see him and she'd submit pilots and pilots and he would say to her i read the pilot it's um one of the best i've ever read but you know i decided not to do it and she was saying how she thinks he got a sick thrill out of continually just leaving her in in purgatory career purgatory so the best quote was just like people would always say what has happened to you where's your how she says Les Moonves happened to me I tend to believe this woman when I read this story I think when you suffer trauma the detail this is always as a journalist the detail the detail when you are a journalist you are trained to kind of if you're a good journalist which we are (laughs) you are trained to know a bullshit you have a bullshit detector and when somebody has the kind of details that she has that nine times out of ten ten times out of ten that's the truth. Right. Because you don't remember those details. You do remember those. People are like, right. how do you remember? How do these women remember what happened in because the 80s? if you're traumatized, it's trauma- you will remember that. Yes, exactly. Yeah. If your career that you've mm-hmm. built so strong is in jeopardy, you remember. Yes. Right. And you're intimidated, so you're going to do what you have to do to save what you've worked so strong for. And think about that. Like 9-11, we just, um, we just recognized again. I could still remember like it was yesterday where I was right. in L.A. Exactly. at the moment when all Everybody of us Everybody remembers. Can. So mm-hmm. it's not unbelievable that these women would remember their stories. Um, also, the the Supreme Court nominee is now, again, yeah. Ronan Farrow. Right. <laughs> Kavanaugh is now... Kavanaugh is now yeah. under fire for, and the woman came for. It's just, <sighs> it's not good. I'm glad it's not going to stop, and it needs to keep continuing right. until it's, the culture and the world has changed. So is there any other final thoughts on Julie? I mean, I personally think... I think there's probably negotiations pros- probably going on. Like, what are they, what are they going to do? Do you see Alina an equation like any equation where she can stay? I find it so hard because, especially on the talk, she's going to feel awkward anytime they're talking about a Me Too story mm-hmm. or anytime they're talking about a relationship story. I would feel that she would, you know, be a little bit uncomfortable about it. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I mean, her co-hosts on the talk like you said, came out this week. Uh, before, during the first story, Sharon Osbourne was very, like, team Julie, team, yes. you know, Les. And then she said this week, um, these stories are so similar, the pattern is so similar, he has not been convicted of any crime, but obviously the man has a problem. So I think, you know, opinions are starting to turn. To turn. Right. The interesting part of that piece, uh, that segment, too, mm-hmm. Sharon Osbourne totally um, uh, spilled the tea that she goes, 
the first I know him in a tangential right. way, in a superficial <laughs> way, and she goes, I was asked to make a statement, and she she threw them right under the bus, mm-hmm. very subtly, but it was like, so they basically asked her to come out and support it, and of course she's going to, because she's thinking, this is Les, he's going to get off, he's still going to be the boss right. of the network, but she totally blew up their spot. She was asked to make that statement, and now she basically backtracked on it. The, yep. the, by the way, the talk was the best I've ever <laughs> seen those episodes this week <laughs> when they were talking about this because they got real. They yeah, got real. and that's what people want to see. It's you getting real. Well, that's why, yeah. I mean, I don't know if you watch, like, I prefer The View personally because I like the grittier, like... I like The View. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. The, the talk to me seems very fluffy. Mm-hmm. And it's not that I think, all, I love all the women on it. I think right. they're super talented at what they do, but the conversation on The View is more up my alley for what they're going to talk about. They're yeah. very straightforward. Yes. Okay, any final thoughts on Julie? I think we're going to be surprised in the next couple weeks. I think they're probably going to make a special with just her to talk about the logistics of what's happening. But I think that she's going to have some decisions to make. Like a sit-down? I think they're going to have a sit-down. Oh, that's really, interesting. I got to yeah, tell you, I think for her, that would be in her best interest to save her position on CBS if she actually sat down and not became so defensive and more so just took in a lot of the questions, answered them, and looked at this from an outside perspective. Yes, it's your husband. Yes, you stand by your husband. But... Don't disregard all the outside factors that make this very real. This yeah. is a story that's not just a today story. This is something that's been going on for a while. And yeah. so pay attention. And the special would actually do good, <coughs> I think. If you ever watch anybody who's had their own special to talk about things they've had going wrong, right. you know what? It's turned things around. And yeah. I really do think Things she'll have like, a chance if yeah. they do a stand alone. I really do believe that. Well, I mean, America loves America. Lo- people in general are forgive are forgivers. Like, you know what I mean. America always loves a comeback, but I think it always is. But if you're authentic, you've right. got to put your truth out there. So it's like, just be honest. Like, what what the hell went down? Like, I didn't know about this. When the right. first article came out, I didn't know that there was the rest of the stuff. I mean. Reading the New York Times report that came out with how um, he was in survival mode because he withheld like pieces of information like from selective board members to he was navigating. So if he was able to be like that deceitful to like with the stakes that were in his career, I, I, why would he not be the same way to save his marriage? You know, and it's again, we're not. Psych- I'm not a psychologist, but I'm saying just from an observational standpoint of what I'm reading and surmising. But it's questionable, and that's the problem: is that you can't change your story once you said those things. You can't yeah. go back and say I didn't say that or this didn't really happen this way. Let me explain it. Yeah. So this is going to really, it's going to really be about her. The other um, part that was um, so um, shocking was that. The whole uh, second tier of this where he launched the, the lawsuit against Viacom over the whole, um, you know, the control of the, of, the, of the potential merger, he did that knowing that all of this was going on, and that's where the board, like, hit the roof because when it actually came to, like, came to pass that, he knew and still allowed them to enter into that. Some of them got furious. He, like, slowly, his, his, it went, like, where his board support eroded, 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 eroded. Right. eroded. Like so landlines. Like, but don't you think he got direction from somebody? Like, you know when you have something that's going on that's personal, you have your publicist, you have people that tell you, continue doing what you're doing, don't let the outside focus, you know. I really think a person, like, when yes, when it's, like, a, um, a soul, like an actress, an actor, mm-hmm. yes, they have a team that's guiding them. But he's an executive. He's guiding himself. Right. You know? Do you think he's, he has something up his sleeve? Like, there's a reason, like. 
like now. Like he doesn't why have now? to work ever again. No, no, he doesn't have to he's work good. ever again. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, I think it's again. We talked about this. It's, it's ego. the power and yeah. ego. It's just like right. there's still like I always say to people when I'm they're like, well, what are you gonna? I don't want to be running a newsroom and doing like what I'm doing like now when I'm like 70. But then some of these people that are that age are still doing it, and I'm like, why? The power, the ego. You just gotta keep the hair though. They don't, they, it's like irrelevancy. Like they want relevancy. They want, you know. Truth. Yeah. Okay. Moving on from that to something a little fluffier fair. We've got Emmy weekend going on right now. Yes. Um, so before, basically a lot of parties, hold on, because I'm not gonna remember all these parties off the top of my head, but, um, like Variety had their nominee party last night. Um, HBO, how, yes. No, HBO will be the one that's after on uh, Monday night. But they basically like um, THR did their nominees a night with uh, SAG AFTRA. It's basically been nonstop. Like all weekend, Audi did their uh, annual party um, on Friday. So all the celebrities from also New York have descended upon us. So. I want to just, though, cut to what I find the most interesting thing to, to talk about is the two hosts of um, the Emmys, SNL, uh, Colin Jost and Michael Shea, who are the hosts of, <laughs> of Weekend Update, are taking it on. But this is the first um, Emmys telecast during the, since the Me Too era. Yes. Now, right. the other award shows had to handle it, right. if, if you remember. So they have, like, uh, you know, there's a fine line between, you know, where they can make jokes and Lauren Michaels who's also the executive producer of SNL is also um, executive producing the Emmys for the first time in like years I think the last time he did it was in the 80s Um, what do you think do you think um, comedians is there a a threshold to where they can go where they can go with these kinds of jokes I think it's going to be open season I'm assuming on Les Moonves because it's on NBC oh yeah Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, Saturday Night Live, as we know last year, I mean, they took things to another level. Yes. And I think this year it's going to be taken to a totally different level. I really do. Yeah. I don't think that there's any limits. I think that people watch it. They enjoy it. Everything is political, and they're going to take it to the max. And they are definitely going to involve that situation, for sure. Are you kidding me? They're probably going to reenact it. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Stand by my man. Oh. And yeah. it's going to be something like that. I would love to see the oh, two Oh, you mean you think like, um, like, oh, like, um, skits. skits. Oh, absolutely. I wonder if they will do skits. Oh, yes, yeah. they will. I, I, I can see them doing mini skits. We'll see. I think afterwards, I said that will be interesting. Well, I also, um, think that with the, like, the Me Too movement, for instance, there's obviously going to, I'm, I'm assuming, like, a showing of, um, support on the red carpet, like there always is, you know, like when they wore Time's Up pins and things like that. I think the the part that like we're getting to now is like when they address Harvey Weinstein, they had to like at the Oscars or whatever. Um, the whole room erupted because it was just that was so. It's going to be interesting just to see where the line that SNL because here's the other thing at stake: the viewer erosion. So every year they hit like a record low. Um, I think it was like 11 million viewers or something. So all eyes are on just this like. They're trying something new, less known hosts, but SNL's coming off these seasons where their ratings are sky high and they're trying to capitalize on that. That being said, I personally think the way that TV has segmented and you've got the Emmy Awards airing on a broadcast station that is all honoring the streaming and cable shows, to me, how is that a long-term prospect? 
I, I that, don't see it being long term. Like, shouldn't Netflix or or uh, HBO just start airing the Emmys? I mean, that would be something different, and I think it would allow them maybe a little bit more leeway as to what they can do. Yes. Um. I, I totally see what you're saying because <laughs> it's, it's, when you look at the list of nominees in yes. you know the different categories, it's pretty much all streaming television shows. Exactly. And so it's like, okay, here's a network. That's trying Here's to... Here's all the shows yeah, that you can't find. Can't on NBC. Hey, welcome to NBC. Welcome to the Emmys. Here's all the shows nominated that you can't find on our network. Yeah, exactly. It's right? just, it's kind of weird. I mean, if I was running the network, honestly, not, which I'm not, but it's like, I would not want to run that, I wouldn't want to run an award show that just highlights the fact that my shows got got uh, overlooked. Looked. Okay, so I'm going to be a little sassy here. Yeah. Okay, so NBC, what if the ratings are just not really great? What if this is could, could be something that could boost their numbers by talking about something else, even though you can't see all this on NBC? Oh, what so if it was something that's kind of not a ploy, but a plan to try and boost the numbers by having something different? If nobody's been doing this, and you know, yeah. this is something new for them too. Meaning, like, well, they're moving it to you mean by the Monday night? Yes. Move? Yeah, exactly. It's well, not the, a weekend. I mean, you know, yeah. we still have people from school that are going to be watching it. You still have parents that are going to let their kids stay up to watch it. And the kids are the ones, I'll tell you something, the Millennium, they're the ones that are watching all these shows on these other channels. On the other channels. So why wouldn't it be on an NBC where maybe NBC's numbers is not where they need to be? And maybe this will be the factor that brings them a little bit higher. We'll see. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I just think that I just don't think that kids like millennials and younger people that watch like say you know Thirteen Reasons Why just want to watch an award show. It's it's basic. We know this as industry. I know this as an right. industry insider. It's Hollywood's like self masturbatory event created by Hollywood, <laughs> brought to you by Hollywood. It's a good you word, know, right? It's paid for Hollywood. It's like it's and, and it's, it's not even. A, yeah. And I want to think that. The quality of the show is always the determinant. It's not who ran the best campaign, who reached the most right. uh, voters. This is what, like, the normal consumer doesn't necessarily know. They want to see who they see. Yeah. They want to see who they exactly. watch. And they're rooting for the people they enjoy watching the most. That is what the millennials watch. I mean, and I think it, the shows are too long, too. Millennials' attention spans are very short. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yes. Well, it's either that or it's like, you know, on demand or Netflix. Exactly. I mean, that's what's happening yeah. right now. So, yeah. I mean, I know I have a 15-year-old daughter and that's what she does. She just says, I just she watched... She cut the cord. Oh, my God. I'm telling you. I like cut the I said cord. To her, yeah. It, it was I'm like watching to. Lost, right? Yeah. I just watched the 15th season of Lost. I'm like, why don't you just waste the whole freaking summer? <laughs> so, it's... that, But that's what's happening. These yeah. kids right. aren't outside, playing outside, doing things with their friends. They're watching all these series, and they're catching up because they've been in school. I will say, though, yeah. uh, with streaming, because I cut the cord, I think, two years ago. Scariest thing, but yeah. the best thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, when I do want to watch award shows, a lot of the times, like if you have you know, either YouTube TV or Sling or Hulu or any of those yes. that you still can get the networks on, they'll block out the award shows, so you can't watch it. Oh, certain networks, will? Yeah, or so certain like, like special programming. I'm like, that is the dumbest thing to do, because then you're losing that audience. Yes. Like, <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> Which is so, yeah, I don't understand either because also just the way I think it's just still TV networks still bringing in such a significant amount of money and still having um, power over right. this just 
we're going to a multi. It's a multi-platform universe where yes. you sell across all platforms. You mm-hmm. advertising is across all platforms, but TV is still such a significant. It's it's just until the numbers even out. Right. I think NBC is change. trying something new. I really stand stand strong on that. I really think they're trying something new. I think this is going to be something new, and it'll be really interesting to see how their numbers are after this is aired. Do you think that um, a lot of people attributed um, the record low ratings to how political um, the award shows got? That that it turned off a certain segment of America. Do you oh. think that's true? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You do. Where do you think Saturday Night Live gets their skits from? Where do you think people get their material from? From these shows. This gives them the freedom to kind of express their opinions, whether it's during the show or after the show. And it does cause more viewers because you never know what you're going to get. What are these two people going to say? What exactly are they going to say? No, no, I'm saying, they're saying that, meaning like viewers tuned in Mm -hmm. and they're then seeing how political it is and to some viewers one-sided. Like it's always obviously more liberal. Yeah. um, And that turns off a lot of more like red state America, you know? So do you think that that, Alina, do you think that that has a bearing? I mean, yeah, I think it does. There are obviously people that aren't going to tune in because they think it's too liberal. But at the same time, I think, you know, the younger generation is a little bit more liberal than the older generation. So that's the target audience that they should be going for is them if they're going to keep it, you know, that political. I mean, Saturday Night Live does a great job of political satire. I think. No matter, you know, whether you're on the right or on the left. left. Depending on, you know, whoever is president at the time, it doesn't matter. Exactly. So, and that's what people like to watch. And that's why people, you know, their ratings are sky high and have been for the past couple of years. So I, I think it's fine to touch on the political aspect of everything. Obviously, if every single joke is that, yeah. it's going to turn off people. You'll know yeah. the very first things they say. You know how right. it's going to start off with the very first, first things, things they, they say. say. Mm-hmm. Well, Absolutely. From the monologue. But the interesting thing about it is that, to, to me, our media has shifted that. It's like... to. To not, it's like this huge elephant in the room, and I mean figuratively and literally, to like not mention Trump. Mm -hmm. It's sort of like you can't exist. Like, that's why for me, celebrity news personally has like to me it's like in the society we live do we really care if the Jenners got like a new lip injection like to me that's not important in the grand scheme of life right now that you have kids in cages at the border that can't that be reunited with their family correct so we lived in an era back in the day you know you know towards 9-11 when people were looking for outlets to kind of like escape things but it's like we have too serious of a of a situation. situation going on right now. So that's they're going to make light of it. I think yeah. comedy makes light of it, and I think that's what's going to cause people not to turn away. Yeah. I think if the monologue starts off well, I think you're going to see a lot more people stay on to watch and see what's going to happen. So speaking of light, to, to uh, shift a little bit, you're here because you're a style host. Um, yes. Tell us about some fashion trends that we should be looking oh, for Scary. on the red carpet tomorrow. <laughs> okay, so a lot of the things that we're seeing right now, mm-hmm. it's kind of funny because you can intertwine them with weddings and you know all of it. Yes. Like, it's not just that. You're seeing a lot of lace, you're seeing a lot of schlumpiness, which really scares me because I'm wondering what's going to be on the red carpet tomorrow. I'm like, I've seen some of those photos and they're really quite scary. It's in Rain Reynolds. Oh, God. You Master mean from the, pre, from the pre-parties? Oh, okay, yes. Okay. Now, describe what is the schlumpiness. Yeah. Oh, describe. my God. You guys, right here it goes. Right here. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> and it's like, 
Wait, you mean their actual posture or the dress? Oh, it's just the whole package, babe. Oh. The whole package. But I uh, know, but like, I'm not. Like, it's cobalt blue <laughs> and this lace and, like, the undergarments. And, like, where's the boobs? Where's the, like, the guts? Where's where's the ass? Like, where's all of that? Maybe Me Too has affected how people want to present themselves. Could that <laughs> be? I know, I'm asking a... You cannot wear... Um, a lot of the dresses now are obviously floor length and they're A-line and you have a lot of fashion trends where it's on the sleeve again. We're going back to the 40s. Some things are actually going back to the 50s. Yeah. And certain people shouldn't be wearing that stuff. They yeah. just shouldn't. And you know, it looks great on the mannequin, but girl, it doesn't look great on you. But yes, this fringe, shake, 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 back in the 40s. Not when you got crisscross and everything else going on here. Crisscross applesauce, as I was saying earlier. You yeah. Know, that's just scary. What colors do would you think that we're going to see a lot of? I think of? we're going to see a lot of cobalt blue. Okay. I see Ooh, we're that's a my lot favorite of, color. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, but the problem is, in lace and a schlumpy yeah. body, it's all wrong. Yeah, okay? that's very true. I saw some photos, and I was like, I'm not going to mention any names. All I got to say yeah, is, this was the look here. I was like this. Let's and here's not. me. It's like this. Zip. Here's me. I was like. Yeah. I'm here and I'm nominated. And yes, I don't get how. Which women attending the awards tomorrow are you most looking forward to seeing what they're going to wear? I want to see some of the... And men. Sorry, and men before I'll get, like, lynched. I want to know both, men and women. um, I'm kind of, like, curious to see Rain Reynolds again. Okay. Just because in April what she was wearing was quite scary. Yeah. And I'd like to see what she's wearing now. Okay. Um... I'd also like to see some of the people that were for Outstanding and Best Actor. I'd like to see kind of what they're wearing because it's, you know, I think it's a matter of what's great for their body. You know, we're celebrating our curves, we're celebrating our bosoms and all those great things. But, like, what are they going to do? Is it going to be something very Hollywood and off the sleeve and very glamorous with, like, a sheath that goes over it? Or are we going to wear something schlumpy? Yeah. You know, that's kind of where my thought is, you know. Um... You know, I think with the men, um, I'd love to see the men just in typical, you know, skinny pants. um, Maybe even some bow ties would be kind of phenomenal right now because the dresses are going back to the era of when those things. I mean, I think that would be totally appropriate for right now. Yeah. Um, Trevor Noah, I just love that he's in town. He's my favorite late night host. And he's got it all going on. He's funny. He's smart. He's handsome. He's stylish. Mm -hmm. I'm actually looking forward to seeing what he rocks on the red carpet. If he, like, just says traditional or does something like... I kind of like it when... Guys do something a little, a little fashiony, but not over the top, right? Because like, it's still a formal event, and I'm like, I think classic, sexy, traditional, right. but a little rock and a roll. a little rock and roll, yeah, yeah, it's a little. <laughs> Some like. people are more conservative, you know, like Moran. I like, I would like to see what he's wearing. Yeah, who? Like Moran, Mark Moran. Who's that? He is, and I wrote this down here. You mean like the podcaster? No, he's outstanding. <laughs> so hello. Who are we talking lead. about? Wait, who are we talking Mark about? Mark Moran for Outstanding Supported Lead. Am I missing somebody? You are missing something here. Yes, you are. Lead. Yes, you are. What show? What show is... Oh, my gosh. I should know this, right? Are you talking about Ma- uh, Mark oh Mira from I don't. Glow? I mean, Say it again? From Glow? Oh, from yes. Glow. yes. Okay, I, I've never watched like, an episode. Okay, but, you know, but he I admittedly have, one have of not the watched an episode. And he is. I know Allison Brie is in it, and uh, that's is, what I know but about he it. Is, he's actually nominated. <laughs> and I would honestly like to see what he's going to wear. Okay. To okay, fair enough. You know, How I mean, about you, Alina? 
Um, I'm with you on the guys wearing just a little something extra. Yeah. Um, because I, I feel like women have so much we could a wear. Bling. We could, yeah, we could, ex- <laughs> no, not bling. I don't know about bling. Yes. But, you know, I, I like it when I see men do a little something extra. Yeah, I, I like agree. That. I agree. I'm looking forward to seeing my Deborah Messing. I love always, I think she rocks the red carpet. I love Deborah really Messing. Um, I'm Her dazzling to think who smile. Else. She'll pull anything off. Yeah, she does. I loved. I love to see Tandy Newton. Yes, Ugh, she, she always, always looks rocks the carpet. Yeah, she rocks the carpet. Yes, I want to see some just typical A-listers. Typical A-listers that you wouldn't expect something out of the norm to see. Like, what would they wear now? Yeah, yeah. From like previous others. From previous ones. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, jumping out of fashion really fast to Fox <laughs> News. So what messy. is up with Fox? Every like, I did not think I'd be spending this much time on Meet the Hollywood Press talking about Fox News every week, but I'm just I'm going to put a standing segment at this point. I think so. Um, so Michael Avenetti, who is uh, Stormy Daniels, the porn star that Donald Trump paid off just prior to the election <laughs> right. to stay silent. Um, finally, when I guess I guess Tucker Carlson on Fox News has been calling him. The creepy porn lawyer right. is like the label he actually so addressed, creepy. which is just such—it's just like such a brainwashing. Like when you think about it, like you constantly say, 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 right. say. Yeah. That actually is a whole psychological thing it when is. a viewer continues to hear something it's like propaganda. Like, um, <laughs> do you, think he's you know, um, Hillary. What was his uh, Nick? Uh, his crooked, name? crooked Hillary, right. crooked mm-hmm. Hillary, crooked. Like that's a psychological thing. He was constantly calling him that. Well, Michael Avenetti kept denying his request, denying his request to come on the show. Michael Avenetti finally agreed, but he said some said, if you agree not to talk over me, if you agree to let me actually say my side of the story, I'd be happy to come. And by the way, Michael Avenetti is, can handle himself like a pro on television. He's actually considering a, a presidential run on the Democratic side. So he went on the show, and Fox News, while he was airing, had a third a Chiron that said creepy porn lawyer. And he didn't know it, obviously, as he's speaking. So he went on CNN this morning, and boy, did he rip into Tucker Carlson. But what do you think, Alina, of this? Oh, this was so wild. Oh, this my God, was, so messy. This was, sometimes I wake up, and I'm just like, this day is bananas. Yes, because it's so bananas. Like, what world are we living in? We actually, I pulled some of the Chirons okay, um, that oh rolled across that segment. So let's roll oh these. Okay, so the first one says, Stormy's lawyer as creepy porn president. Oh, my God. Yeah, okay. The second oh one, God. like, it was all over the place. All over. All over. Okay, does America want creepy por- porn lawyer as prez? <laughs> Oh the third God. one, creepy porn that lawyer toying with 2020. I mean, there were so many. Creepy porn lawyer talks about presidential run. I mean, he's really gone in, and the Chiron was changing every, like, 30 seconds to something to new. something new. They even once, like, uh, shortened creepy porn lawyer to CPL, so now they yeah. have, like, an acronym for it. Are we all going to wear t-shirts now, CPL? Yeah, I, it's just, you know, if you're a news organization... Yes. News, news being the keyword yes. here. This is not a Chiron you put up. No. Period. Th- no, at all. Just That's saying. why I think that actually, although I vehemently agree with, say, his viewpoints on most issues, Tucker Carlson, I did at least think he was some kind of a journalist until, like, this happened. It's like, you're losing, like, all credibility by doing stuff like this. And by right. the way, shame on, like, the producers that thought right. that that was okay. Everyone in the control room who yeah, thought that that was okay. Yeah, how do you actually, it's like, have a, con- like, do you have a conscience to let that, I mean, I've worked in news, you've worked yeah. in news, we've worked in news. It's like, that's not okay. It's right. not but okay. it's all about the ratings. Yeah. Right. It, it really is. 
yeah, but opinions it's... and ratings. And that's really what it is. But then Stronger don't the call opinion. yourself Fox News. Take yeah. away the news. Take away the news. Fox Opinion Fox Channel. Opinion. Call it what yeah. it is. They can do whatever they want. I know. Yeah. That's the problem. They can say and do whatever they want. They sure can. So I actually have a tweet from Michael Avenatti. <laughs> I love his tweets, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> right? Let's pull that up. It says, at Tucker Carlson, you talk a big game, but routinely don't back it up. So I challenge you to a moderated long-form debate, not a replay of the nonsense you pulled on Thursday. One where we both ask and answer questions. No interruptions. No name-calling. Agreed? Oh, so there's a challenge I out would there. love that. It's like when Jimmy Kimmel played basketball against um, against um, Ted Cruz. Oh, right. They should totally do that debate, and for charity. I would totally, I for think, charity, like, and do right. it for charity. Yeah. That would he would do it. Michael Avenetti is a sharp guy. I um, yes. will reserve my judgment, because I'm actually all about Kamala Harris for 220, personally. But I feel like Michael Avenetti would be a strong contender for He's one of the few people that can dish it just as much as he can the other he side. Can, yeah. he, he's got the skills I got think, the to debate. Like I could picture him de- like debating Trump and being right. able to really not getting thrown off his game. No, and then being yeah. put in his place and expressing his opinion. I think Trump will respect anyone that has a strong opinion and is really behind it. That's exactly. the kind of guy he is. Yeah. Okay, well, that about wraps us up for this Sunday. I am Joseph Caps Chen Moonves. You've been tuning in. <laughs> anyway, Alina, can you quickly tell people where they can find the show? Absolutely. You can watch us on AfterBuzz TV YouTube channel. So subscribe to MTP or MTHP on Apple Podcasts. Rate us, like us, subscribe to us. Of course, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Meet the Hollywood Press and on Twitter at Meet the HWD Press. Meet us back here next week. Thanks for watching and listening. Listen to other after shows and post comments or questions. Be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV.